Okay, welcome everyone for another Wednesday night class. Welcome all Tarani Town viewers. We um refresh them out. Who are we talking? And anybody else who needs to refresh them out. Tonight, I'd like to speak about the Barachah of the Kohanim. Why is that? Now, I'm not going to go explain the Barachah, but I'm going to explain the what is when a Kohen actually goes up to say his Barachah? Does anybody in this room know what does he say before he blesses the people? Before he says, Before he says that, what Barachah does he say? Does anybody in this room know besides Bobby because Bobby's a Kohen? We say, Baruch Atta Hashem, Elokeinu Menelech HaOlam, Asher Kedeshanu, Continue, Bobby. No, we don't say mitzvotav mitzvotav. Ah, Max, you also Kohen? You also Kohen? Oh, okay. But what does it say? It doesn't say, Asher Kedeshanu, Mitzvotav Mitzvotav. Really, every mitzvah, like we say, Baruch Atta Hashem, let's eat washing dry dine. Baruch Atta Hashem, let's eat washing dry dine. Baruch Atta Hashem, let's eat The person that's making the Barachah, what does he say? Baruch Atta Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. Asher Kedeshanu. No! Mekdushato. Mekdushato Mami, you're a Kohen, Mami. We gotta check him out next time, tomorrow when he says the Barachah of the Kohanim. Alright, what does it say? Asher Kedeshanu Bektushato Shel Aaron With the Kedusha of the Aaron Vetsivanu Lebelech Namoisa Ba'ava But notice what in the middle of the whole time Barakah, before I'm blessing the people before the Kohen was the people He says Asher Kedeshanu Bektushato Shel Aaron What is this Kedusha that Aaron has out of everything? And second of all is what's the ending? What's What's this with love? What is it with love? What are we aiding him with love? Obviously, I'm saying like, uh, and it's certain halachot, by the way. If a Kohen is not going to do it with love and he hates the people, there's a lot of halachot about even letting him up to say the barachah, give him a kakwanim if he doesn't love them. You know, so he has to do with love. Now, where did this come from? Where did the Shabbat come from? And furthermore, why was it that all the people in Israel, all the people in Klai Yisrael, which one do we choose? We choose what? We choose Aharon. Nobody else. Do you realize that? Do you realize? I understand he's a Kohen, but why Hashem can we go pick Aharon as the Kohen? Huh? Isn't he the original? The I understand. Okay, so how come was he the original? You know the answer? How come Aharon was the original? Let me hear. Somebody have an answer? Why was Aharon the original Kohen? Because he loved everyone. Let's see. Oh, oh, oh. So now we're talking. Now we're talking. So now to answer these questions, to answer these questions, I'd like to bring out a, like what Billy is saying and what Teddy is saying, a point that we mentioned here many, many times. Many times we mentioned that Shalom is a machzik beracha. All this, a lot of the Sfarim bring down that when a person has Shalom, it holds the beracha. You see, there's beracha that's that, that's coming down. There's beracha that's coming down. You're a business partner, you're a businessman. I'll tell you a story. There was a relative. He came over to me. He says, Rabbi, you're not going to believe this story when I tell you. I says, tell me what happened. He says, I have a relative. It was his cousin. 
And he told me as follows that um, um, him and his partner, right? Him and his partner, <coughs> they were in business together. We're talking about many years ago, they were in business together. And as they were conducting their business, one of the partner's father, one of the partner's father lost his job. Well, lost his job. In the middle of the whole situation, lost his job. So he went ahead and he asked the other partner, listen, do you mind if we hire my dad? If you mind if we hire the father? It makes sense, right? Uh, which son wouldn't want to help out his father? So the partner goes to the other partner and says to him, listen, excuse me, I, I don't want to be rude and I know what partner is. Let's give, uh, and he tells the other partner, let's give my father a position. Doesn't have to be a great position, a small bit, whatever it may be. But as long as he has a set salary and uh, does his thing. The other partner made such a mahlokit. He made such a balagan. Are you crazy? I don't want one family member. And he, but he didn't do it like ba'adinut. He didn't do it with uh, respect. He did it with arrogance. He did it with, uh, with get out of here. I don't want to hear anybody from your family coming into business. And, and he did it with such, and, and everything was on paper. Nothing was going to go wrong. He ended up making a mahalokit. The other partner told his friend, listen, either he comes in, or you could buy me out, or I'll buy you out. What do you want to do? So one of the partners bought each other out. The other partner started his own business or things like that and he ran it with his with his with his father with his father this one became a multi-millionaire bought a crazy house everything like that the other one can't even pay his rent you know what i just said the one who started the mahlokit can't even pay his rent on a monthly basis the guy who wanted shalom he said listen i, I want peace just help my father out if somebody comes to you for help, you're not going to help them out? And you have the position, and they were doing well, the company was doing well, why don't you help them out? So he's, the, the person who started Mahalokit, he cry, you know what he cracked? He cracked the shalom. When you crack the shalom, the peace in the business, then already the barakha is, is split. The barakha is, you understand? And that's why it's so important with shalom, it happens all over the place, by the way. It's not only with partners. It's also with what? With a husband and wife. With a husband and wife. <coughs> what does it say? Ish ve'isha. Shalom benehem. A husband and wife, if there's peace among them, peace. Shalom benehem, if there's peace among them, shekhinah shorah benehem. The shekhinah rests among this couple. Yeah, you know crazy shalom is? Peace. Peace is so chazak, is so strong, that, that it says a husband and wife, if they have peace and harmony and tranquility together, the Shekhinah rests among them. You know of Shlomo Zaman Arbach? You know of Shlomo Zaman Arbach? One time his toots, uh, he was the Gadol Abdullah, by the way, he was the Rashiv of Kol Torah. One time, they were walking him and his student inside his uh, ha house. Before he went into his house, he, uh, he was training out his uh, tie, his beard. And, uh, you know, his students are looking at him, Rabbi, is everything okay? I mean, 
You look great. You always look great. But why every time we see you, right before you walk into your house, you're always uh, freshening up? So he tells him like this. He tells him because when I walk into my house, I know that I'm in peace with my wife. And if we're on good terms, that means the Shekhinah is with us. So if the Shekhinah is with us, i got to make sure I look good. The Shekhinah is in my home. You hear what's going on over here? You, 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 you hear what's going on over here? Rosh You know, people at, at a person's funeral, right? They always ask, please, please ask forgiveness from the dead. You know how they do that? You ever been to a funeral before? What do they say? The guy died, right? Or the girl died, lady died. So the person who's uh, conducting the funeral, they get up there, they say, Alas, forgiveness from the dead, I ask. Because you know, at the time of death, people might think that the body doesn't hear. No, the body still hears. The Zohar brings it down. That's why when a person's doing a eulogy, the person's hearing what you're saying about him. So it's the last times that, right? Of course, the the Chavetz Chaim says, if you spoke Lashon about a dead person, go to his grave, it's Mehila in the grave. I'm not going into that, you know? Right now we're just saying, right? what did it say? Before the last, uh, please ask forgiveness from the dead. So when Roshlomo Zalman's Orbach's wife passed away, he got up and he made an announcement. He said, I don't need to ask Mehila. I'm not asking Mehila. That's why not. He said, I know for sure my entire life I did not do anything wrong to my wife. He had peace and harmony in the home. Shalom b'nehem, shkina b'nehem. You want the shkina to rest in your home? Besides the fact with the kids, they, they understand if the mo- mother and father are fighting. Don't, don't, don't think they're, uh, they don't understand. If they're old enough, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, from the age of about six, they're understanding exactly what's going on. So you have to be very, very careful with that. Besides that, shkina's with that. And that's why, if you spell Ish, how do you spell Ish? Aleph Yud Shin. How do you spell Isha? Aleph Shin. Hey, what letters does the Ish have that the Isha doesn't have? Yud and the K. Hashem's name. Yud and K. But if you take away the Yud of the Ish, and you take away the Hey of the Isha, so what do you have? Esh. You have the fire. You have the flames. That's what it is. But there's another shalom. What's another shalom? Shalom between your neighbors. You see, there's different levels of shalom, different levels of peace. There's also, besides partnerships in business, besides partnerships in uh, husband and marriage, there's also a, 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 a peace and harmony amongst the people around you, amongst your neighbors. Right? It says, a close brother... A close, good neighbor is better from a far neighbor, from a far brother. You hear, you hear what's going on over here? You have to also have shalom with the neighbors. I know. What? Neighbors, you have to understand. There's shalom in every aspect, even with neighbors. I told you always the story. On my block, on my block, I told you, on my block, they, one guy called the cop. It shouldn't be done. One guy called the cops on another guy. One guy called the cops on another guy. He was scared of him. He was a big guy. They're both Jewish people. He called the cops. How do you call a cop on a Jew? They called. Guess what? That Putin, what happened? He knocked on my door. The guy says, listen, I need you to do me a favor. 
send this Mishloach Manot to this guy. I want to make uh, peace. And I went ahead and I did it. And I said, this is for your, uh, from this neighbor. He looked at me, he says, wow, from this neighbor. Yes, from this neighbor. He looked at me, wow, wow. And they became, they became friends. No, they became friends. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. There's another type of peace and tranquility and harmony. What is that? Between family members. How many times when somebody passes on and now there's fights, who gets this and who gets that and who gets this and who gets that? If you believe everything that you get is from God and nothing can be taken away from you, not even... Not even a penny, not even a penny can be taken away from you without Hashem's decree in Shammai. So what's this whole fight about? What's the whole fight about? I'm supposed to get this. No, I'm supposed to get that. I'm supposed to get the position. He's supposed to get the position. I'm supposed to get this building. I hear it myself, by the way. I hear it myself. Sometimes I hear it from people. I remember a person, I was sitting on a breakfast table one morning. One morning, he told me a whole story that is brother took him to court and it was like a whole crazy, crazy story. Had to be have shalom. Shalom amongst, amongst brothers and sisters. Amongst brothers and sisters. But, the, but you have to respect them. You have to respect them. You know, sometimes a person's having, a brother's having a party. He's marrying off a daughter or a son. Or he's having a bar mitzvah. He's having a brit milah. You have to be there for family members. You have to be there on time. You have to be... I saw in a sefer, Derech Eretz, one guy asked me, Rabbi, uh, I was very honored, he tells me, Rabbi, my first baby boy, I want to give you sandak. I said, wow, sandak, that's great. But I told him, the respect, I, I would love to have the honor, but the respect right away, first boy, is on your father's namesake, for the Sfaradim, Sfaradim do that. So he says, it goes to your father. Second boy, out of your respect for your father-in-law, goes to your father. The third I'll take, you know. <laughs> Let's see if he has three boys. But, but the bottom line is, guess what? You want to hear something true story? A few weeks later, I opened a book. It's called, a sefer called, uh, about Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz Kadmal Torah. That's the name of the book. Derech Eretz. I have it over here. And I opened up the book. You know which page I opened it up to? Derech Eretz. The right way is when a person has his first uh, son, should be given the respect for his father. Second son, the respect to his father. And then the third, you hear what's going on over It's an amazing thing. Because, because that's shalom. That's you making peace and harmony. You're making, you're making shalom between uh, family members. You have to be very, very careful. You have to be very, very careful. So today, so far, we've just uh, uh, brought it in to where we spoke about shalom between, between, before that, what do we speak about shalom? Between partners and business, we spoke about shalom between husband and wife, we spoke about shalom between neighbors and between family. And I told you, make sure you respect them, they invite you to a family affair, be there, and they recognize, by the way. They realize. They realize what time you come also. They realize if you come late as well. They realize. You have to know. Each, each situation is different. Right? But in general, respect.
their their timings and respect the the, the normalcy. Now, this the, another shalom I want to speak about is what shalom about a shul. That's for sure. Shalom always has to be in shul. Shalom always has to be in shul. You know what I'm saying? If the, if, if there's no peace in the shul, you know it's very very hard. Because how is the how is the beracha? All the beracha is coming from the, our prayers and our learning, our this. And if there's no shalom and shul, I, I, saw, I saw somebody. If, if there's a person that's a bad mahloket, he's got a somebody's got to tell, tell him off. You know what I'm saying? Tell him off in a nice way. You got to get the the guy who knows how to do it, either rabbi or somebody in the minyan. Tell him off. Listen, there's no mahloket over here. You mahloket out. There's no mahloket here. No bad mahloket. What happened to Korah Barato? What happened to Korah? He died. Why? He made mahloket. You want to play with fire? Make mahloket. So stay away from the fire, stay away from the arguments, stay away from the mahloket. That's for sure in the shul, there's no argument. A lot of times, shul, sometimes a person argues about uh, respect, or, or I'm supposed to get that, how come I didn't get this aliyah? And how, sometimes, not, not always, but sometimes. Or the guy, let's say, for example, he comes uh, holiday seats, I'm the main guy in the shul. What do you put me in the back? That was a mistake. Maybe not a mistake. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you put it in the back, I make it all. Okay, relax. Shway, 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 shway. You know what I'm saying? Okay, afterwards, after the holiday, you want to speak about talking. There's a way of talking. There's a way of speaking. There's a way of uh, addressing. Things like that. That's always the shalom. Now, there's another shalom I want to talk about. Is shalom amongst yourself. How do you have shalom amongst yourself? Peace amongst yourself, amongst your own self. Sometimes a person, he cannot have a tranquil mind. Why is he not having a tranquil mind? Either he's worried. I told you, the aga, maybe he has worriness. Either what? He's jealous, maybe. He sees his friends growing, and he's not growing. He sees his life going on, and he's not progressing. So maybe he might be upset at himself about his life. And therefore, in his own being, there's an internal war amongst his emotions and his physical state. And that, you have to understand, you have to make shalom with that. You have to get yourself, in, in, in a spiritual sense, where relax. Every day and every, you know, every day is a new day. And you write what you like to write. It's your notebook. Not only every day is a new day, every second is a new beginning. You hear what I'm saying? A lot of people, they say, oh, you know what? You have a certain amount of guys. One guy says, I'll wait till Rosh Chodesh, the first of the month. Some guy says, okay, you know what? Rosh Hashanah is coming, it's a new year, I'll start in the new year. Some guy says Rosh Chodesh. One guy says, the beginning of the week, Sunday, I'll start new week, Sunday. And another guy says, Saturday night, I'll start with Shabbat. And the next, every guy, the next day I'll start tomorrow. Every guy has his own shtick. But to be honest, it's every second you start fresh. Every second you could build your being to the best of your ability. And that you have to understand. When you know that, look at the future, what could bring. Because a lot of times he's looking at the past. Oh my goodness, if I would have done that, if I it's good to regret the sins that you did. Yes, that's Shuvah. It's good to regret what you should, what, what the bad things you did. Yes, Chuba, knock yourself from the out and oh, I wish I didn't do that, I wish I didn't do that. But don't let it depress you in the sense where what where you can't go forward for the next second and the next minute and the next because people 
They think they're a failure. Me? I can't be, I can't be a great man. You know how old I am? Look at Rabbi Akiva. I started when he was 40. Even, even further. Right? People could start any age at any time, wherever they are. We don't wait till that age, of course. You know, it's a big difference when the guy's 70 and the guy's in his 20s and 30s. There's a big, big difference. But a person, he could have that tranquility and peace of mind with Borei Olam's with him. <coughs> there was a great rabbi in the Gemara. One of the rabbis, he was mamash of the derech, going with the arayot, woman, things like that. He wasn't allowed to. At the end of his life, they were telling him he has no way of doing tshuva. And it was a, I'm not going to go into the graphics and the details about it. But at the, at the end of his life, he put his hand in between his knees and he started crying at tears, puddles of tears. Through the tears he passed on and, and he, made, he, made, he made a great, great idea. He made a great impact in his life. You have the ability to have the tranquility of mind where he's saying, I'm starting fresh. Every second is a new second. Don't wait till the next day. Start right away. They even say we're from Rav Nachman Mibreslam. You ever hear of Nahman? Nah, 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 my man, oh man, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, How many times even he writes in his sermon? If he would fall a second, he would get back up. He would get back up. Now again, I'm starting again. I'm starting fresh. I'm starting fresh. I'm starting anew. That you have tranquility within yourself. That's shalom within yourself. And there's one more shalom I'd like to discuss. And that is shalom amongst you. And Hashem. Let me explain. Daddy, you mind if I give you as an example? You don't mind. Daddy, Teddy came over to me today and he walked in and he says, Rabbi, I have news for you. I said, well, what's, what's the good news? I want to hear you. Know, I looked like very happy. He says, I just today, a few hours ago, I lost five grand Playing in uh, whatever he was doing, he lost five thousand in his business. He lost five thousand in his business today, right now. Just came up and he's smiling, you know, <laughs> smiling. I said, "Wow, that's pretty strong emunah you have." A guy could come in, and he's making beracha like nothing happened. Imagine you coming in here, all of a sudden, uh, somebody just thought, oh, "By the way, you lost five grand." I'm like, "What?" We, we get a, a hundred dollar ticket, we go crazy. Oh, where's this guy about killing my husband? You know what I'm saying? I was just there, man. Five thousand? Come on. You know, it's a big difference. We go crazy. Correct? Yes or no? All right, maybe it's just me. I go, no. Anyway, uh, so, so he was saying he lost five thousand. Guess what? What's the, no. And guess what? A few minutes later, he tells me I wasn't even upset for a moment. I know Hashem's in charge, and therefore what? I have emunah bitachon in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that this went well. And there's a boy sitting here, Teddy Antibi. Yeah, he's here. There's a strength. I have emunah bitachon. This is what it is. Either it takes away kaparat avonot, you know, something like that, or it's not the best thing, whatever it may be. But you want to hear some better news? Hashem said, you had bitachon in me? You had emunah in me? You had shalom with me? Because how many times people, they all of a sudden, Hashem, you know what? That's it, Rabbi, I'm out, I'm out. Well, what do you have? What do you have? What happened? What happened? 
Noam, keeping Shabbat. Didn't you say, Shemo Shabbat, Kihim Mekola Berachah? This is the source of blessing. Where's the blessing? I'll see you later. Put the, eh! That means you don't have Shalom, you don't have peace with God. That means you're always, you're always blaming. You're always blaming. Oh, he's not, people, I don't want to say, heaven forbid. People would say, oh, God's not good to, to me. People would say that. I can't even say that in my mouth, but people say that. Oh, he's not good to me. I'm not, I'm not. You know why you don't have shalom? You don't have peace, you don't have peace and tranquility with Hashem. You could, you could say a word where, I'm not coming to shul anymore. I tried three months and this didn't work. I'll see you later. What? How could you do that? How could you do that? You were a perfect tzaddik from the time you were 13 years old till now. I want to know. You were the perfect tzaddik. You didn't do any avera. You didn't speak one well, You didn't get angry once. What are you talking about? Of course. <laughs> what do you mean? You weren't perfect? And even if you were perfect, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's best. He's your father in heaven and he loves you more than you love yourself. Did you know that? You didn't know that. You didn't know that. You know that? God loves you more than you love yourself. How much do we love ourselves? We'll do anything for ourselves. Right? Where's the good food? Let me get the, you know, all the this, all the that. We somehow always play nice, you know, hooked it up with the onion rings, the french fries, the this, the that, anything. Right? You know, enjoy. How, well, we want to we take a break, let's say, or something like that. We try to get the best of the best. But guess what? Hashem wants better for you more than you want better for yourself. It's true. T- take any father. Any father. Would a father do anything for his son? Honestly. Would a father do anything for his son? If a, even if a father, if a, if a doctor would come and a doctor would say, one, 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 one person has to suffer. One, it's either, it's either going to be the father or the son. You know what the father will say? The father will say he'll take the sickness. You know that? Yeah, he'll take it. And I'll prove it to you. Really, the Jewish people were supposed to be destroyed at the times of the Beit HaMikdash. We were all supposed to be wiped out. What did Hashem say? Take away my house. How many years... Does Hashem not have his house thousands of years? He doesn't have his house. And God knew it before he was destroying it, by the way. Hashem knew before he was destroying the Beit HaMikdash. He knows everything, right? He knew it's going to be over a thousand, two thousand years without his house. But you know what? He said, forget about it. I want my kids. I want my kids. He loves us so much. He'll do anything for us. He'll do anything for us. And some things we're not going to understand. Were you here? One time Rabbi was saying, one time there was a big a duo back and forth. Were you here from the beginning of creation that you know why this person is suffering? You know, you know why? You know which ghoul he was in the past that he's suffering now? No, but Rabbi, he's Sadiq, he's this, he's that, he's that. You know who he is? Do you know which Neshama he's from? Do you know anything? No, you just see, how come this is happening to the good, and the bad, and this, and that? The guy starts questioning. It's all a test. To see your bitachon in God, and how are you going to place yourself towards that? You hear what's going on? And that's the Ohev Shalom. That's the Shalom that you have to have between you and Hashem. When you're sitting home, and you're looking around, and you're seeing my blessings, a person might say, what am I blessed with? 
He looks around. Does he have a spouse? Doesn't he have a wife? Does he have a kid? Does he have a kid? Does he have a house? Does he have a house? He's going back and forth. The fact that you're alive is the biggest blessing. The fact that you're alive and you're healthy and each person to whatever he has. And, and if even if the guy is, well, I don't want to say, even if the guy is sick in bed, you know, at least he's alive. At least he's alive. At least he has a breath. It's, it's, going to give, it's going to take him a It's going to be for, for sure. Sometimes the Yisurim, it could be for Klal Yisrael that's holding back bad decrees from coming for Klal Yisrael because of this person. We don't know why. I told you one time, there was one time a decree of the Shach. There was 10,000 Jews, 10,000 Jews who was decreeing Shamayim that they would have to die. 10,000 Jews. And there was one... Two, Three great rabbis. One great rabbi had a, uh, had a what's it called? Kiryachon Ruach HaKodesh. That it was him and another two other rabbis that had to uh, uh, give away their life. Hashem, they're ready to go. So this rabbi said, one rabbi said yes. The other rabbi said yes. The third rabbi was the shach. And when they came to the shach, not Rav shach, the shach in the Sfarim, the Shulchan Aruch, the shach and the Taz and the Shulchan Aruch. When they came to the shach, the shach said, no problem, he was ready to go. He said he just needed 30 days to finish writing the shach, and he was ready to go. Okay. Within those 30 days, the decree already came. And just perished. But I'm just saying, you, you know Cheshbonot Shamayim? One time the Hafez Haim's wow. uh, uh, son-in-law passed away. And his daughter came, the daughter of came to the Hafez Haim. And I said, oh, why, why, why? My son, my, my, my husband, why? He said, would you rather half of Klal Yisrael, half of the Jewish people population being dead or or take away your korban, your husband. We don't know Cheshbonot Shamayim. We don't know what's going on there. We don't even know our own lives. How could we ever have any complaint about God? How? The Ramban. You heard about the Ramban? Ramban, everybody heard about the Ramban with the noon. He had a student that was passing away. He had a student that was passing away. And there was a lot of bad decrees that was going on at that time. The Ramban told the student, I want you to do me a favor. What, 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 what do you want? What, anything. The rabbi, Chavod, rabbi, what do you want me to do? I do it. But tell me, tell me. He said, when you go to Shamayim, I want you to ask about this gezerah, this decree, this decree, why, why this decree, this decree. I just want to know, like, uh, and come back to me in a dream and tell me what's going on. Okay, a few days later, the Ramban student dies. And he comes back into a dream, the Ramban. And he tells the Ramban, I want to tell you something. You know, you gave me a list of questions, why, why the Gezerah is happening and this and that and that. When I got to Shamayim, and I'm about to ask the question, I couldn't even ask the question. So he said, why? Because I saw how clearly, how perfect God is with His decree. I couldn't, I couldn't even ask the question. It couldn't come out of my mouth. It couldn't come out of my mouth. We have to train ourselves that Hashem is all good. It's the truth. God is all good. And therefore, anything that doesn't go our way, we have to say either. You could choose. You could choose. Everything Hashem does is good. Or 
this is good. Let me explain. Now, Chumish Gamzu was the uh, Rabbi Akiva's Rabbi. He learned. Rabbi Akiva learned from Nahumish Gamzu, one of the one of the one of the Tanaim. Says Nahumish Gamzu, anything that wouldn't go his way, he would say, Gamzu letova. Gamzu letova. This is good. Gamzu letova. This is good. Atkedekach. There was a story in Mesechetanit in the third parak over there that says he was a messenger to make peace amongst the Goyim and amongst Klal Yisrael. And he was going with a package, a treasure chest of gold, silver, diamonds, rubles. You can imagine. And he gets to an inn. He had to take a rest. Before he would go to the Tsar, the Caesar, he went and he, Bobby, you good? Yeah, give us a little. Alright. He went and he gave it, you know, he put, he put his whole treasure chest in the inn that he was staying in. And uh, the owner of the hotel says, don't worry, everything is safe. It's okay, everything is safe. I'm honest, I'm the only guy over here. You don't have to worry this. That night, what the owner of the hotel do? He emptied out all the gold and the silver and the diamonds of this. He filled his, this guy's treasure chest, Nahumich Gamzu's treasure chest, with all dirt. And Nahumich Gamzu didn't know. He came to the czar, to the chief of the Goyim, and he, and he says, this is for you from the Jewish people. True story, by the way. Gemara. He opens it up. And what does he see? A whole pile of dirt. Hazal Baruch. A whole pile of dirt. You know what the king said? Now let's kill all these, all these. Right now. You know what Nachumish Gamza does? Imagine at that moment. What would we do? Oh, we're such fools. Why Why did I even uh, attempt to do this uh, chesed? What's wrong with me? We'll complain. Now because of me, all the Jews are going to die. You'll go crazy. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Gamzu letovah. This is good. Imagine you could stand in the state of mind with tranquility and Yeshua Da'at to say Gamzu letovah at that moment. Guess what? He did it. And guess what happened? At that moment, one of the messengers said, wait, don't execute the Jews yet. Take the sand. Maybe this is the sand from Abraham Avinu that when he was fighting, he was fighting against the enemies, Abraham took some sand and he threw it and it turns into arrows. Maybe this is the same sin. Something we'll try it out. We're trying to beat this uh, country that's next door to us. Go out to war now. Take the sin. If we win, let's see. They went ahead. They took the sin. They threw it. It became arrows. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They're... Wow. They rewarded the Jews. Say the Jews. Let them all in. Imagine. Imagine. Guess what? Should I tell you the end of the story? 
Maria could stop, but I'll tell you the end of the story. He ended up going back. Now the king rewarded Nahumish Gamzu with a whole treasure chest of gold and silver and diamonds and rubles. He was going what? To give all of that. Instead, he came back with a whole treasure chest. And what happens? He goes back to the hotel. And the, the owner of the hotel says, what, what happened? Uh, he's thinking in his mind, how's this guy still alive? How's the homeless guy still alive? <laughs> he's still alive? Uh, you gotta be kidding me. What, what happened? I don't understand. What would you do? He says, no, I'll tell you what happened. Hashem made all these things happen to me. And, and what happened? He says, there was dirt instead. I don't know who put it. There was dirt instead of gold and this and that. And what is the hotel owner thinking? Oh my goodness. The dirt that I put inside you, he's thinking in his mind, was the dirt that's from my hotel. He said, wow, that's the case? Okay. Hobbish Gamzu finally, the next day he goes on. What does, uh, what does the hotel owner do? He starts demolishing his whole hotel. He starts digging. He gets with containers and containers and containers. And he's coming with a horse and buggies and everything like that. He goes to the king, what is this? Says, this is the sand, you throw it in the next thing, I kill all the enemies, I don't beat all the enemies, I have it. So really? You found all the sand from Abraham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham, wow, you found all the And they went, they threw it. Not one sand uh, made an arrow, they ended up killing the owner of the hotel. Now Romish Gamsu goes home with a whole bag of jewels and silver and gold. Yeah? But what happened? Should I tell you what happened? When a person says, Gamsu letofa, or a person says everything that God does is good, you want to know what happens in heaven? It actually changes the decree at that moment to be good. It actually changes the deen to Nachamim. From the deen comes in the pity. Because God sees right now, you deserve a zechut. You deserve something. You know why? Because you're putting your emunah and bitachon in Hashem right there and right there is perfect timing. And because you did that, Hashem says, you have bitachon in me? I'm going to pull through. Guess what they say when Nachumish Gamza was giving the, 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 the gold and uh, the, the, the sand, it says that in the, he, when he said Gamza the Tovah, they bring down, you know what one of the messengers were of the kings? One of them disguised himself. It was really Eliyahu and Avi disguised as one of the king's messenger. When did that happen? After he said, Gamzul Tovah. You hear what's going on over here? You hear what's going on over here? You hear what we're saying over here? It changes the thing. You know, you know what kind of zekut uh, that is? Imagine you're sitting down and uh, somebody poured, you just, you just bought a brand new suit. Comes the holidays, you're excited, you're sitting down, shacharit, you're sitting down praying. One guy comes with his coffee, and his little kid comes in also, a six-year-old little boy, and by accident, uh, he, he, he spills the whole coffee on your whole brand new suit, and he starts going, why are you even bringing him next to me? Why are you bringing the guy? Oh, well, imagine he say right there, and then, gam, and he starts smiling. People are going to look, are you, are, you, are you normal? Like you just got a whole suit all day. I'm normal, yeah. What are you smiling about? <laughs> what are you smiling about? I understand. Imagine you walk home into the house and the whole house is upside down. Dinner's not ready. And you walk in. Oh, it's beautiful, by the way. I love, I love it. It's great. <laughs> what happened? Everything is good. Everything is good. What do you mean? I don't you starving. Honey, I am so hungry. I had such a crazy day today 
So, wow, you're so calm. How are you so calm? What happened? What happened? What happened? Oh, you're not understanding. It's all from Hashem. Wow, she's looking at you. Wow. Now, what are you doing? You're bringing this Shekhinah in your home. Instead of going wild and crazy, he's bringing all the peace and harmony. The Shekhinah wants to be there. Hashem wants to be in that house. Why? Because you kept your Yeshuvadat, you kept your tranquility. You, tra- you kept your stamina to par. You know, in, 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 uh, back in the day, they, they, they were, the prestige is that you could, you could stand, you could stay, hold your cool. That's the, that's the honor. You know what's an honorable man? What's an honorable man? If he could hold his cool, it's very hard. It's not easy. Like it says, who's, who's a strong person? You know, sometimes he's a strong person, he's a big guy. Huge guy, he has a six-pack, his muscles like this, bah, bah, crazy. You know, you touch him, he's like an ox, he's like a, like a rock. The guy's a rock, he's huge, big. It's not a keyboard, by the way. He's not a keyboard. Put a put an ice cream sandwich, I can't control himself, I gotta eat the ice cream sandwich, you know, something, you know, something's gotta, oh, you put sesame chicken, ah. He's not a keyboard. Keyboard is a person that can control himself, no matter what happens, no matter what position you're in, the keyboard controls himself 100%. You hear what's going on over here? You hear what we're saying over here? And I want to tell you the conclusion of Teddy's story. Teddy Antebi, after he was telling me all this, you know what he told me? After he said, Hashem made it, that, that a few hours later, he made a deal, and he made an extra $5,000. Hey, eyewitness right here, right in front of us. Teddy answer. You can ask him all the questions you want. How'd you do it? What'd you do? This, that, that. But what happened? You know what happened? You know what happened? I'll tell you what he, made, what he did. He believed. Emunashalimah. I'm in charge. I'm not worried. I'm in your hands. You're my daddy. I don't care about anything else. Shem says, you're right. I'm your daddy. And now I'm going to pull through. Because now you believe in me. And that's why. Look at Rabashkin. Look at Rabashkin. Everybody knows the story about Rabashkin. He was sentenced to jail how many years? How many years? Five years. Huh? 25. I believe 20, 25 years, right? How many years after? A few years later. A few years later, he got out. And he was thinking about, you know what he was thinking in his mind the whole entire time? When he got out, what was his first words? I, I didn't understand. I kept on listening. Olive base gimel, olive base gimel, olive base gimel. What's olive base gimel? Olive bed gimel. What's olive bed gimel? And he kept on saying, Aleph is femunah. Bet is for bitachon. Gimel is for geulah. If you have emunah and you have bitachon, Hashem will give you the geulah. Hashem will save you. And you know what? You know what he was doing the whole time in jail, the whole entire time. His whole focus was just that. You know how I know? You know how I know? How do I know what's on your mind? How do I know? How do I know? If you would tell me, do I know what's on your mind? Tell me. You speak, and I'll tell you what's on your mind. Imagine a person, many years, it was about a few years in jail. Eight years. Eight, eight, whatever, whatever it may be. The few years that he was in jail, he comes out, what's the first thing that he says? He doesn't say anything but Allah Bez Gimel, Allah Bez Gimel. That means the whole time he's in jail, he's thinking about Allah Bez Gimel, Hashem will save me, Hashem will save me, Hashem will save me. And they even said that they even put a bottle aside for him where they're going to celebrate when he comes out. And they even said that he told his wife, or his wife did it herself, that his wife put a, a suit Inside the car, 
As soon as she gets the call, come, I'm going to get dressed out with a suit out of jail. Because he had that gamzul tova, Hashem, you're my father. And you love me more than I love myself, so therefore, why should I worry? <laughs> why should I worry? Well, I'm scared. Oh, are you scared of something now? How are you scared about anything in life? What do you mean? Hashem's with you. Hashem's with you. That's all finish. I have shalom. I have tranquility of mind. You hear what's going on over here? You hear what's going on? And that's what it is. In life, you have to have that shalom with everybody. With your wife, and your kids, and your partners, and your neighbors, and your congregants in the shul, and yourself. And don't forget Hashem. And that's why... Who is the epitome, like Billy was saying and Teddy was saying, who is the epitome of shalom, of peace, of grabbing that peace? Who was it? That was Aharon. Aharon was the one who would say, Oh, have shalom, love peace. Ve'odev shalom, run after peace. We just gave you ideas how to run after peace. How to get the tranquility. And Aharon was the epitome. He was the symbol of that. Because anytime somebody was arguing, right away, he said, listen, Sadiq, you, this guy loves you. He says all the good things about you. Really? About me? Yeah. So what does he say? Automatically he says, he's thinking that this guy's really a good guy. And I don't go to the other guy. So you, you know you? Oh, this guy says you're the best, you're big Sadiq. Really? He says about me? Yeah. Wow. And all of a Sunday, you know, I'll tell you a true story. There was one guy in one of the shurim, and he, I saw he was a little bit of a, he wasn't into it so much. He was into it, not into it. I knew he was uh, um, uh, in the car. I was on speakerphone in the car. He was in the car. Somebody else was talking. But I knew before the phone call that somebody was with the other person. So I said on speaker, without the other guy knowing that I know that he was in the car, I said on speaker, oh, are you bringing Joey so-and-so to the class? Because that guy brings a big vibe and a big life to the class. Make sure he comes. This guy's the best guy that we have. The guy heard him. The guy never stops coming to class. <laughs> what happened? Because the rabbi loves me. He showed me that peace and the harmony that I'm, I belong here. I want to be here. You show somebody. You show Hashem. I want you, Hashem, in my life. Hashem says, you want me in, in your life? I want to be in your life. This is the lesson that Haron is teaching us. Oh, have shalom. Love shalom. But don't just love shalom. Run after shalom. Say, Gamzul Tobad. God, I'm with you. You're with me. There's nothing else in our relationship between us or relatives, partners, shuls, husband and wife. With this, we get the beracha every single time we say, Oh, say shalom. By the end of Bekat Koalim, what do we say? shalom. We should have that peace and harmony amongst everyone that we deal with, especially Hashem himself.